0: Was good while it lasted, wasn't it? The Chicago Bears have lost against our rivals, the Minnesota Vikings, and there was a lot on this episode. But we are the trio of positivity. You mean game podcast? These huh? aren't episodes, bro. They're games. Well, that is true. Um, <laughs> come on, we can't start negative. Damn it. It wasn't negative, it was correcting. Okay, well, don't correct me just yet. Uh, This is week six, Trio Positivity Podcast. We're reacting to uh, the Bears versus the Vikings. The Bears lose this game 13-19 to in a game that was kind of all over the place. I am one of your co-hosts, Chris, along with my buddy and someone who did not wake up 15 minutes ago, Miller. How are we today? Oh, it's been an up-down day. It's,
1: it's rough, man. It's rough being a Bears fan. you're oh, really is. It really, the, is. Me it about really it. is.
0: Well, let's get, them, let's get the stats out of the way, shall we? Um, Kirk Cousins went 21 for 31 for 181 yards, one touchdown. Um, Justin Fields was 6 of 10 for 58 yards with an interception. He did get sacked four times. However, he did have a hand injury, which caused him to sit a good portion of the second half. And Tyson Badgent came in in relief, completed 10 out of 14 for 83 yards, threw an interception, and he, he and he was sacked one time. The Bears gave up five total sacks. The Bears sacked Kirk Cousins two times. So, we're just going to get right into it. Um, I think there's a couple questions that Miller and I kinda have that we wouldn't we wanna talk about. But let's just start with the overall. What did you think of the overall game?
1: It was back to the first three games of the Chicago Bears season. Let's let's accept that one of the positives taken away is, is the defense. The defense gave up thirteen points in Minnesota. Now grant yep. you This is Minnesota without Justin Jefferson, but they gave up. No, I think it was actually 12 points, 12 points. They gave up 12 points to their team, which is pretty good. And you should win most of those games. Obviously, we did it. The offense was a shit show from start to finish all week. All week, we talked about the expectations of the pass rush, how Brian Flores, the defensive coordinator of the Vikings. He brings the heat. He's going to blitz. He's going to come hard, fast. And the other thing we heard was the secondary is beatable if you can get the ball out quick and you can get your playmakers involved. So what did the Bears do? Well, the Bears came out and got a sack, two sacks on the first fucking drive of the game. They looked totally outmatched. They were in the backfield immediately. People were missing assignments. It, It was embarrassing to watch. And it's like when all you all week, you have this preparation and you have these novices, these media people saying, "Okay, this is what the expectation is. And then you come out and you look like that. It's like, do you even know who you're hovering? Like, how do you miss this? How do you fuck it up this bad? And from there, it just kind of got worse, to be honest. They never got into a rhythm. One of the key things that you've said consistently and was really true the last two weeks when Fields had good games was you want to get DJ. Moore and Cole Komet involved. Do you know how many catches they had combined in the first half?:
0: In the first half, I don't have that stat, but I do have. I think their it total
1: was two stats. I think it was yeah. two catches I think between I saw. Them. And, and it's I think just both like more for more, right? No, one was for one uh, one each? and one was for more. And
0: it's I, thought just I like... saw a stat where it showed like the first half of last week's game, DJ Moore had like five completions for like 100 plus and then they showed him with other other stats. But yeah, um This was what a shit you, show. What is your takeaway? This was a shit show. Um on our last episode, I said I think the Bears win 31 17 and the one thing that i even said going into this game is the bears the bears have to be careful because kirk cousins can make can make plays with unknowns and cousins had almost all the time in the world i mean there's there's no there's no other way to put it It, i wish we had what the vikings had you know and so that's one takeaway that I have. The other takeaway, um, we got to figure out our center because, (laughs) um, the the flu came out and, uh, basically for those that don't know, white hair was our starting center today. And then at one point when, uh, was in, um, our normal center who cleared concussion protocols, but they wanted to keep him safe. Um, Miller, I forget his name. I'm sorry. White um, hair. Cody White hair. No, the one that he replaced. Lucas Patrick. Sorry. sorry. Thank you. Um, he was back in, and they asked the fluce on the postgame why the change. Everyone thought it was because White hair sucked as a, as a center. He's been overthrowing just about everyone. Yeah, his snaps have his not snaps, been good. His snaps have been Thrown farther than Justin Fields has thrown over the last couple of games. Let's be honest. No, there too. over
1: this game, bro. <laughs> the last two games he threw for like three hundred. So calm your roll.
0: But Flus basically said that Badgett was more comfortable with um, with, Patrick. with Patrick. So <laughs> it doesn't explain the benching. Is not necessarily. It's good weird. News. It's very exactly that's. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. It's like you kind of have to live with it if your guy is on a concussion protocol. Like, you, I mean, you, basically-
1: you can sit here and say it kind of makes sense because Patrick is the second center historically. Well, he should have been. White hair was the starting center, obviously most of training camp. Maybe that didn't work out with Tevin being out, but maybe that's the the thought process. Maybe Badgent has been working closely with. Lucas Patrick, so there is that comfort level. But at the end of the day, if the center just, I mean, you should be comfortable, but who knows? Who knows, man?
0: I also want to point out, which was said during the first three games of Miller, you put it very, very beautifully, this offense is fucking predictable. With Badgent on the field, there was a total of, I believe, four screens that were thrown. And one was just blown up. Granted, some of them were successful, but even if you have the announcer of the game basically saying you gotta let I this don't... kid throw, because they, they they were they were babying him, and I will agree that there there were definitely babying Baden, but you gotta, it's it's a close game. He rushed in for a touchdown to get it close. I even sent in the group chat, hey. That defense held, like, we have a chance of winning this game. And I was very excited watching the last couple minutes. The interception that he threw, you can't have it. Live, it looked like he got hit right when he threw it, so it kind of bobbled up. Uh, But it looks like it wasn't, or it wasn't as noticeable. But to to be able to only throw 24 times, With ten of them being fields and and badgent being fourteen, it just it just didn't look good. Okay, let's let's break down the quarterback
1: play here. Sure.
0: I understand what
1: you're saying about Badgent. But the bottom line is this guy is a division two rookie in the NFL. Mm -hmm, He -hmm. lit it up in preseason. Yes, I understand that. That's preseason. He's playing third stringers. Most of the time. Now, you can argue that maybe it was some second towards the end of the games, whatever. The bottom line is he's not playing starters. He's not playing real NFL football. This guy was put into the game because of an injury. There's Mm -hmm. no... I mean, sure, there's preparation done, but the the game plan is not based on Tyson Fagin. It's based on Justin Fields. So he went in there wrong. And like... To expect anything down the field is kind of crazy, in my opinion. I I mean, yeah, I understand throwing down the field if you need to. But the bottom line is they were going to just you need to get him comfortable. That's why the screen passes were there. And it's just like looking at his stats, he put up respectable numbers in my opinion 10 for 14 for 83 yards an interception and a rushing touchdown is that going to be mvp numbers no it's not but again i'm gonna fall back to this is a division two quarterback that came into the game with probably a quarter and a half and honestly was probably the best quarterback for the Chicago Bears today, and that is fucking sad because you should never have a division two i let me repeat that a division two quarter rookie quarterback come in and outperform your third year starter, and those are the concerns that have to be very high on my concern meter for this Chicago Bears team. And it really gets the gears turning as to what direction this team is going to go.
0: Well, one thing that I understand what you're saying about Division II being a rookie, just putting it out there that Badging holds the NCAA record for all-time touchdown passes and is the Division Two record holder for all-time passing yards. And total touchdowns. So the kid balled in Division Two. Whether you want to admit it or not, it doesn't matter. There. It's Division Two. It matter no. See, you can't. You can't say that. the The kid got drafted for a reason. And not only that, you mentioned it before. He performed well. I don't he performed think he got well drafted, in, in, or he was. Un, he got picked up. But yeah, he performed very well when it came to preseason. So, and now another thing too is he outplayed. For the second, for the backup spot, so yeah, yeah sure he played two. Nate Peterson. Congratulations! Congratulations. I'm, I mean, Someone. I'm not
1: trying to, I'm not trying to diss him. I'm not. My focus is in regards to numero uno for the Chicago Bears, Justin well, Fields. Well, let's get
0: well. Let's get right into numero uno. Numero uno, Justin Fields. Um, again, six of ten, fifty-eight yards uh he did rush 8 times for 46 yards um he basically went into well before we talk about his injury the man got hit hard today like there's there was two full blown hits that were unblocked that he just got whacked but at one point he he was trying to <laughs> evade a sack uh he gets hit he goes down hard on his right hand uh ends up going to the back Initial x-rays are negative. They're going to try to say that um, they're going to want to do an MRI. Uh, depending yeah, on the you... MRI, I believe he'll be back it, next so week or the following. The extent
1: of the injury, I don't know if you said it, but I'm going to duplicate if you didn't. So he dislocated his thumb on his throwing hand. So that was the injury. They said that he popped it back in, which sounds painless, right? Just freaking painless. He popped it back in, so the x-rays were negative because there could be ligament injuries, and obviously x-rays do not see ligament damage. So the MRI will come tomorrow, and that's where they're going to determine the next steps.
0: Yeah, and one thing to point out is Fields wanted to come back and play. However, um, he couldn't grip the ball. Correct. Um, Which, when I saw the report and I heard it uh, on Twitter... I immediately thought of the dodgeball meme, where it's like, um, yeah. "We're gonna see how that works out." I forget the exact meme, but it's it's, I like why why even why even, mustered the idea of him coming back. Like we're gonna go, we'll probably talk more about he's it a, on Wednesday. He's we'll probably he's talk a bar, more about it on dude. Wednesday. Yeah, I know, but we're at the point now where the Bears are gonna be fighting for. We we weren't at the again. time
1: though. Keep in mind, I don't know what time he when he gripped his ball, gripped the ball or anything. But the bottom line is, you're in the third quarter. I mean, you only needed one touchdown to be back in this game, and Badger gave it to us. So it's like to sit here if you're Justin Fields and you're popped up on Novocaine or something on your thumb, and it's feeling great, and you just can't get that that grip. Like you're, you know, he's going to try to come out back and
0: play. That's just who he is. Uh, yeah. I mean, kind of hearing you say that it i I guess just for me and we're taking all the other games into consideration, which we kind of shouldn't. We're only really supposed to be recapping what happened here. The game was winnable for the Chicago Bears. the game was winnable. the defense played great um i if we would be in a completely different scenario if that interception doesn't um doesn't occur uh that, f- Which f- one? that fumbles the last one by badgent um i will say though that fumble recovery is kind of what bit us in the ass at this point but then again we are it's two weeks dude yeah, that's what i was gonna say we are two weeks, weeks so we've it. gotten fucked by a uh sack fumble touchdown and i have nothing to say about the refs even though last week they were very helpful the one thing that does annoy me, I'm sorry, I have something at the top of my lip, I think I got it now. The one thing that does annoy me is that our, we won a Thursday night game and we had so much time to prepare for this. And they we just came, came out flat,
1: flat. dude. Yeah, they came out, came out totally flat. flat.
0: That first um,
1: drive was embarrassing. It was embarrassing to look at. Like, it was.
0: Ugh, yuck. So
1: just just the 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 sacks upon pressures upon unblocked people coming off edges is just like, what the hell did I just walk into? Yeah. And
0: and Flus is actually doing a good job with the defense. And I think that's what's going to get overlooked, Um, even in the broadcast, which we haven't really talked about. Fully, we've kind of mentioned it here and there, but. In in the broadcast, they were like, "Yeah, Flus is in the hot seat," and I'm like, "I don't know." He he came up to to help this defense, and they've been playing decent. The man's not of the man does not look like a head coach anymore. He's he's just doing what he can, and it's I a mean, lot more yeah, noticeable. He
1: doesn't look like a head coach, so maybe he's gonna be the defensive coordinator because he's not gonna be the head coach at the end of this year oh it's it's sad to
0: say it's sad to say but yeah Uh, it is it is
1: but when you go when you lose what 14 in a row and then you win a game and you lose again and you have a record of probably the worst in bears history the bears fans understood what it was last year like we've talked about they understood this year no no it's not it's not flying one one but thing yes, I want to... You're right. The defense did improve greatly this yep. week compared to... the and even last week.
0: One thing I did want to kind of put out there, uh, not a plug, uh, but we want to give a quick shout-out to Andy from GoDaddy, who actually was very helpful. We actually have our website up and running now, triopositivity.com. We have a nice little about us section. Our latest episodes are going to be in there as well. Um, also, if you guys can uh subscribe or even give us uh some reviews on our on any of the platforms we greatly appreciate it. Uh he was a fellow Chicago fan and we kind of had a little talk about what was going to happen today. Um one thing that I will say is are we at the point that the Justin Fields experiment is essentially done and over with in Chicago? Interesting question. <laughs>
1: Okay, I don't know. It's it's to the extent of this injury, to be honest. If he comes out next week and balls, maybe not. But I don't see that happening. I foresee him missing a week. I, I do just so. don't think you can get hurt on your throwing hand and come back the next week. So what does that mean? That means we're probably going to be 1-6. and six. And I don't think... I, I I I I think he's gonna be here, and he may be here next year because he's under contract. But I don't. I think we're gonna have Caleb Williams if we have the option, and it's looking like we do because I
0: believe we have the top two picks as we speak. as As we speak, right now, we do. Um, there's a lot of talk about uh, Caleb Williams and just what we were expecting from that. Um, me personally. Everyone knows I'm the realist fan uh, when it comes to the trio of positivity. Um, I think they're gonna give it a couple more weeks before they they do anything official. I mean, it's not like it's not like this this season has helped Field. I don't think, uh, apart from two two to three solid games, they're, I mean. They're- there has not been much. I, I will I will say this. If anything, most of the blame will probably go to the coaching staff because development of fields has not gone well. And not only that, we had every opportunity to try, and we probably still can if you want to consider next year. If we decide to keep fields and you want to use your first two picks on, on all lines, I mean, that'll be great too. I, I just pro- don't know what do think- more we could do.
1: The problem is he's so inconsistent. Yeah, I mean, you have these two great games where he's throwing for an average of about 300 yards, four t- touchdowns, in both of them. And then he comes out in this game and he just looks like shit. He can't hit the open receiver. He's not pulling the trigger. And it's like, what the fuck happened? You could sit here and say Luke Getsy in the game plan and the play calling fine. But it's like at the end of the day, it's like every time we watch these goddamn games at some point the announcer throws on a replay and says oh there's the open receiver and fields didn't hit him it's just like stuff like that just keeps building and building and guess what when you win when you put up stats that shit goes away and the bottom line is in games like today he didn't do that so is his time in Chicago coming to an end I have a feeling it probably is I think the best option for Ryan Poles is to probably clean house especially if we do have that number one pick. Now, if we don't from Carolina or ours, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? But if we have that shot at getting Caleb Williams, it probably will happen. Um, and it's it's crazy, dude. That's going to be the third quarterback in a matter of five years that we're going to be deal with. And, and, and they're all high, highly drafted quarterbacks, which is crazy to see it.
0: Yeah, I I don't even want to think about it, but. It's week six, and we're already looking into the next draft class. One in five, bro. I was very excited for for this game. I felt like this could have been another coming out. We're at home. We got a good win, um, a decisive win.
1: (laughs) And the one thing I want to point out before we kind of start working on wrapping this up is historically, with Justin Fields, college and pros, when he has a solid run game. He typically performs better. The reason being is because you can utilize the play action better. You can utilize his skill set better. The, the pass rush won't be there. And the, maybe the pass rush was there too much today. But the Bears averaged 4.5 yards a clip. It's not like they weren't running the ball. Deontay Foreman stepped in and Foreman ran the ball like a beast. Foreman like, played great. Him and Fields, I believe, averaged over 100 yards, or not average, but got over 100 yards together. Like Never. the run game was definitely going and it's just like for him to have this that shitty of a game when you have a run, a running game that it was playing pretty well is just like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> fuck. It's so it's so and, frustrating to be a damn Bears fan.
0: And one thing we actually didn't talk about, which I'll bring it up to you and it's going to be a sad stat, uh, which one of our buddies um, shout out Jeff for sad stats. We actually won the turnover game. We had three turnovers to our side. To so Minnesota's one, and usually I think with three turnovers, it should translate to one score. I don't recall. We it, didn't any have of them. two. We had two turnovers. No, we had three. We two interception. Oh, wait, sorry, no, we gave I, up two turnovers. We had two interceptions. Uh, no, hold on. I pulled up ESPN. It says turnovers three. So we gave up three.
1: Yeah, there you go, buddy. We did not win the turnover oh, battle. It was like
0: both cornerbacks
1: through interceptions.
0: You're absolutely right. Why did I read that backwards? That's my dyslexic ass just trying to... At least we won the time of possession. <laughs> and the total yards. Damn, I was actually going to talk about how this defense has been doing good, but it's just one turnover. I think there was a point like, where well, we almost sad. had a fumble recovery and we just didn't recover it. But. Yeah, they did call that one back, but that didn't hurt yeah. us.
1: But that... But that one fumble that we got that was a turnover, we get the fumble in Minnesota t- side of the field, and then three plays later, Fields throws an interception. It's just like, jeez, just when you thought you had the momentum going for you, and he just blows it. It's just well, you know he man. was
0: pressured, he was pressured like that's not let's just not make it seem like it, it I think the badge interception is a little bit worse, um. Uh,
1: yeah, I understand that, but you also have to understand this is Division Two quarterback, and Justin Fields oh, is a third year starter, and you just got the momentum from a fumble recovery in the on the side of the field of your of the Vikings. Like you can't sit here and say, "Oh, this one was worse," but it's like the bottom line is you have to walk away f- with points there, and you know what we didn't do? We didn't walk away with points. You got to do that, and I mean it was inside the thirty yard line. Like, that's, come on, you points in this year i understand that he's pressured but i get points
0: yeah um you said it very well Let's i'm qu- still kind of qu-
1: come on positives positives uh, of the game
0: today sure um the fans didn't boo right away i guess that's a positive Did almost boo right away dude they come almost on boo right away but they waited for the following drive The thing is, like I know that the I heard the booze coming out on like the second drive of the game. That's that's exactly what I was gonna say. That's a positive. No, the positive is that we didn't do it at the very beginning. However, (laughs) some of these boos are now warranted. Like we're we're getting too predictable. There's not much. No, I
1: don't. I don't agree with that.
0: You don't agree with that? You don't agree with two straight screenplays? Or no, I'm not uh, agreeing. With that. I'm, I'm talking about the fans.
1: I'm talking about the fans. Oh, come on! Okay. Like I, you're down three nothing, and you're gonna start booing? Like I think on. the
0: fans even booed the kneeing at halftime, which I started laughing. I thought that was the funniest thing.
1: Like I feel like they pulled the boo trigger a little quick. Well, huh? like once you're down, like. 12 to 0, or 12 to. Well, we were 12 to seven. I don't know, man. I, I understood their frustrations, but. Oh, it was well, a I little early thank, for the Bluebirds. I want
0: to thank the fans at Soldier Field for not booing after the first drive. So thank you so much for that. Uh, Miller, what do you have as a positive for this game? My positive has to stem from our fully
1: functioning defense, specifically our linebacking core that actually made an impact today. Uh, I think there was one play where Edwards rushed the quarterback and Edmonds got an interception off of a tipped ball. So our linebacking core actually made an impact on this game, and which is kind of surprising because we haven't seen too much out of them as far as impact plays. So that was my positive takeaway. And overall, the defense, the secondary was healthy, even though I saw Eddie Jackson on the sidelines at the end, which I was a little weirded out
0: by. Is he injured I, again? Eddie Jackson um they said that they could have had him back um, but they chose not to play him. I think it was again for, for that's another thing like really he was padded up and everything. He was padded up but they just didn't want him out there yet.
1: Oh no, he left the game with with a foot injury. Typical yeah. Eddie Jackson.
0: Yeah. Um Edwards did have a lone sack and then there was a half sack, a half sack by Brisker and Walker which gives us our two sacks um my other positive <sighs> it's really not much it's it's jones juniors with the kick returns um some of no, it was say that, hold dude. on hold on yes Come i know up. i know Man. there was that one where he let it go into the end zone uh he did get a couple yards out there, and he actually had a run during the game, which was a positive yard, yeah, so it's just, nice to see him two runs. upwards. It's nice to see him go upwards. That's all I'm saying. It's just a nice little positivity treat in my way that he was kind of questionable the, the first I'm couple of I'm going games. to
1: say this until I'm blue in the face. Don't take the fucking ball out of the end zone. I don't give a shit if you think you can run it. Odds are you can't, and you're not going to get past the 25-yard line, okay? So just don't do it. Now, that one was kind of unfortunate. I don't want to completely blame him because it wasn't. But I mean, I feel like he could have ran under it and caught it and had a running start. But whatever. I just, I hate it. It's a pet peeve of mine when people take the ball out when it's unnecessary. It's just like, come on, man. I hate it. It'll be it'll be a black mark because so many times in my life I yelled at the TV why are you running it and then they return it for a touchdown. Thank you. Thank you for the memories Cordero Patterson and Devin Hester but it's just like damn it. Why do you keep doing this to me people just take the knee take the free yards.
0: Yeah and then that one play got called back but the ball bounced in the end zone and we got lucky. I think we gained 15 yards because of that penalty call Miller. Do you have any last minute? The last um, thing I have,
1: I don't have a lot, but Tyro Santos has been a fucking automatic field goal kicker, dude. He had a 53 yarder today. The kid, he just, he's Mr. Consistent, man. We struggled so long when we didn't have that kicker for those few years. And it looks like we have a solid one that we can actually count on these days. And it's definitely nice.
0: Yeah, I don't think he's missed a kick at all, even for extra points, right? Mm-hmm. I think you might be right on um, that.
1: So pay the man. Don't be an idiot like Robbie Gold. Uh, and, me... and last quick shout-out. I think we already talked about it earlier, but Dante Foreman coming in, third-string running back off the practice squad and had a hell of a day. So good. congrats to him. He's part of the team. Let's see what happens. It looks like... Khalil Herbert's on injured reserve, so he's out for. Deontay Foreman's definitely going to be a part of the team for the next few weeks, and he, damn, he 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 ran the ball well today.
0: Yeah, and he ran angry, which we love seeing, especially being a, a Bear fan. Um, I was going to try to come up with one more positivity, but by gosh, I can't. And I shocking. That I that's what I was going to say. I I can try to muster something up, but. Let me just go back into the negatives. Got
1: it. I got
0: it. Oh, you got one. Yes, we What'd have the first
1: me? and second draft pick in the NFL draft. You know what? Boom. That's gonna be
0: our that will be our third positive for every loss that we have this season. <laughs> um, negatives. Miller kind of touched on it. Cole Komet only had three targets, although he did have a little butt push uh, for Baden to get the touchdown. Why is it so difficult to get this man targets? Like, I I don't get it. I honestly don't get it. We paid well, the guys I to mean, get the targets, and it's just, like, not happening.
1: I mean, dude, we didn't have much of a passing game today. I mean, Fields it, threw it, the if ball you have ten times. Young,
0: if you have young quarterbacks, every young quarterback knows, go for your tight end. There's there's no other know. way of if explaining
1: really it. If you think more of a skilled player than a safety net.
0: Then if that's the case, why pay the man? Because you need a
1: skill player with Justin Fields, but when you have Tyson Badgett, he's not going to be utilizing a skill guy. We haven't used him
0: all that much with Fields either. It was the last two games this that we finally... This... I've read it,
1: tight end in stats.
0: I'm checking that. I don't buy that one bit. To go check it. Fantasy stats. It. No, no one gives a fuck about... Don't come in here it's giving me same. Fantasy it's stats. It's all the same. It's yards and no. touchdowns. No, don't give me that he's he's up there he is very i I
1: believe i heard this week before these games he was number he was top five in tight ends probably fantasy wise but he's gotten the touchdowns
0: and he's gotten the yards he's had two big games these last two weeks i could care fucking less hold on i'm trying to pull this up let's wrap it up come on no because i i don't buy what you're selling me here but well let's do it um, offline we'll do it offline that's fine um we kind of talked about the play calling. I want. I'm interested to see what the play calling is going to be next week, um, against the Raiders. It's probably going to be another sad day, but essentially, we're just going to be a little bit optimistic. Um, the the main negative for me has just been trying to get those players involved. And again, per tradition, Chris will continue to say that the Bears can't tackle worth shit. Um, and that seems to be consistent. I, am I at the point that I have to stop bringing that up?
1: yeah i'm just okay. like it's it's assumed that this team it's assumed a that they just battle. can't tackle For the record it. pomet is third in fantasy points and seventh in yards
0: yeah so you're wrong um <laughs> well <laughs>
1: was right you stuff No, you, were, you <laughs> <laughs> i mean fantasy points takes into consideration touchdowns it, i mean it, if you, you were
0: wrong i don't want to hear it you so you wrong. judge
1: the skills that on a tight end it,
0: as yards not overall I, success. It, but I just don't like people that bring in fantasy like if it's a big fucking deal we could have big fantasy, fantasy consider, in our team? It, it considers yards and touchdowns what else do you consider when you're talking about the best ends in
1: the league do you want to sit here and talk not about fantasy. How well he blocks because he doesn't block very well first i hate to break it to you he does not block very well
0: well, you said it. He's a skill player, damn it. That's why we exactly. paid him the big bucks. The
1: fantasy matters because it's based on the skill points. No,
0: I listen. I disagree. I, I hate when people bring in fantasy because it's like, like Justin Fields is a great quarterback because fantasy wise he's top three. The team is one in five,
1: but that's different because that incorporates his rushing. This is basically. I mean, Komet's not going to rush the ball. This is based. A tight end is going to catch passes. That's it. Come on, I don't know. let's close this shit out. It's
0: been too long. Yeah, we're going to go ahead and close it there. As you can tell, we tried to be positive, but <sighs> this is going to be a long season. I hate to say it, but I'm actually very excited for hockey season, and I'm actually somewhat excited for basketball season, even though there's still a no, shit show there, too.
1: Don't say that. Don't The Bulls are going to suck. But hockey season, baby. Let's go, Connor Bedard.
0: Okay, you didn't have to say it like that um we're gonna go ahead and uh wrap it up here um let me see uh one of the questions from our live stream because we are live on facebook is miller is trying out to is trying out the outrage for talk radio 670 maybe i don't know Boopin. i think that's just miller being miller apart from the sadness for the bears loss, no more undefeated teams in the nfl um, I I think I guess great. I mean, we're one in five. It doesn't fucking matter to us anyway. Um, and CJ's Chris's negativity is coming off too strong. I thought I was actually fairly mild today, given that I just woke up right before the podcast started recording. Um, I don't know. What do you What do you think of my take? Was it, Would you say it was mild?
1: We are one in five. Our quarterback who. Again, for the second straight year. The year has been based around how he progresses. Dislocated his thumb. He's probably yep. going to be bad or down. We have the first and second <laughs> match mid- the draft. I don't know how many positive <laughs> things we could get from this team.
0: Probably going to be d- down. <laughs> oh man oh that was the funniest shit you've said in this in the while oh god we got i'm just saying the positivity
1: uh level for the bears is not very high right now
0: well we'll figure out boopin's rating on wednesday miller positivity rating for this game
1: for the team oh god i don't what was i
0: well, we'll just talk about the game. We'll just say,
1: I? I mean, I might have been like a two. So I'm definitely like a, a zero. Let's just go with fucking zero. Like, it's it's very crappy when at this point all I can hope for is that we get a number one draft pick. And for the record, I forgot. I was meant to bring this up earlier. God damn it, we're just extending it even more. For the record, before this game, yours truly set out there. He had the Homer statement of whoever wins this game is going to be a playoff wishing team and whoever loses this, is, this game is going to be the absolute dumps. So if we would have won, I was going to be talking playoffs. Yeah, it would have happened, but we didn't. So now we're in the dumps. We're the losers. We're going to sit here, sulk in our sadness and negativity. <laughs>
0: And shout out to the Vikings because they are now two and four. And the last time a two and four team made the playoffs was, um, 2015. I believe I heard was Washington. And you want to guess who the quarterback was of that team? Kurt cousins, Kurt cousins. So who actually would have believed that the Vikings still have a chance or a team still has a chance at two and four. The man, the fact that the man who did it is on that team. It gives them something to write about. Um, God, today was just uh, this is this is the one thing that I hate. I hate having my hopes up, my hopes up. I felt the Bears could score 31. They only put up 13. We did our part in holding them to 17 and under or close to 17, uh, which is what I was predicting. <laughs> and it just fucking blew up in our face. So on that note, this was the trio of Positivity Podcast broadcasting live From Facebook, we will continue to do this every Sunday or every time the Bears play um, and give a quick reaction. We'll try to do it during primetime games the following day because, well, some people have lives and we can't really keep talking about sadness all that much. Um, We're also available on all social media platforms, uh, Facebook, uh, uh, Twitter, X, and we also have a launch of our website, trioofpositivity.com, where I actually wrote a blog about my dumb parlay picks of the week I lost I mean we'll just leave it there Um, I think I was off by t- 2 or 3 let me double check to confirm um, but I will be writing a blog every week about my dumb parlays um, trying to hit more than 10 which again is dumb to do but I have fun I missed it by 4 so Falcons lost
1: so you Bears were lost,
0: six and four. Uh, 49ers lost, and then the Saints lost. Which did I, you do? The money Saints, line or spread? All money lines. We did money lines for all. So of you did
1: money lines, and you went six and four. Well, I guess it makes
0: sense if you took the big boys because there was a lot of upsets. So, yeah, the forty ers losing was not fun. So with that note, we'll probably do another blog. We'll probably see Miller write a blog too, and um, yeah. We'll see you guys on Wednesday uh, or for Thursday's episode dropping of the Tree of Positivity podcast. We'll hang out here a little bit um, with the crew uh, that's watching us live and then uh, yeah, we'll go there. Let's get our music ready. We're not going to play our theme song because it's a down day. So we're going to bring this back. Thanks again for listening. Please like and subscribe. Drop us a review if you can. And Bears down in the dumps. Bill Williams.